Welcome to the Valmica Property Investing Podcast, where I, your host, share the key to success in the Australian property investing market. I'm the founder of Valmica Buyers Agency. You can find us at valmicaproperty.com. The contents of this podcast are the personal opinion of your host and are intended for entertainment purposes only. Any financial advice must be obtained from your trusted financial advisor or a qualified professional. In today's episode, we're going to speak about interest rates and how they make the world go round. So we'll start off by explaining what are interest rates and who controls them. Um, I'll then move on to why and how interest rates are used to control economies. Then we'll talk about the tools that are used by reserve banks around interest rates. And then what I'll do then is tie everything back to property. But before we begin, I'm going to take you through the auction results for this weekend. So from Saturday 24th of June 2023. So starting off with New South Wales and in particular Sydney. Sydney is just insanely strong and there was a 78.7% clearance rate over this weekend. When you compare that to last year, that was 52%. You would never think that there was a surprise interest rate hike by the RBA not too long ago. It's just just incredibly strong. And if you look at the state average for New South Wales, that's 74.8% clearance. If we look at Victoria, Victoria also very, very strong clearance rate and auctions. So Victoria state itself was 69.3% and Melbourne 70%. If you compare Melbourne to this time last year, you're looking at 55% clearance rate from this time last year. So way, way stronger this year. Look at the other major states. So Western Australia, that's suffering. So that is a clearance rate of 42.86%. And Perth is exactly that number. Um, If we looked at the peak that we were at with Perth not too long ago, that was a clearance rate of just over 70%. So it's dropped off quite considerably since then. The other states, we run through them quickly. So South Australia, 79%, very strong. Um, Then Queensland, 65%, with Brisbane at 67.5%. Tasmania, doesn't seem there was any data on that for this weekend. From This is all from CoreLogic, by the way. Um, and then Northern Territory, 100%, but then there was only two auctions recorded. So nothing much to um, compare there. All right, so moving on to interest rates. So interest rates and who controls them? Interest rates are basically what makes um, economies um, or what controls economies. It makes, it, it's what makes them um, um, move, basically. So what I mean by that move. So if you've got high interest rates, then there's low cash in the system, there's less disposable income, therefore it slows down growth, so it slows down economies. If interest rates are low, there's more disposable income and it implies more growth because there's more cash in the system. So it's a way of controlling 
uh, economies around the world. And the interest rates are set, set by monetary policy. And that's the role of central banks from around the world. So the Reserve Bank of Australia, they influence the cash rate. The cash rate is the base rate of all financial products. So um, if you look at where cash rate is currently, you're looking at around 4.1%, that forms the basis. From there, uh, financial institutions will set their, their interest rate levels. So for example, if you look at your mortgage, they take the cash rate, which is a base rate, and that's the, the rate that, that banks lend to each other basically at. And then they'll apply a credit uh, spread to it, um, and that will set your mortgage rate. And that credit rate is basically the risk um, added to that money. So 4.1%, the cash rate is the risk-free rate. The credit risk added to that is the inherent risk on who they're lending the money to. That's why your mortgages are much higher than the 4.1% because it reflects the risk of you as a credit or to the bank and financial institutions, etc. Obviously, they have a lower, um, they would have a lower credit spread than an individual, especially if it's an A-rated institution, for example. So the less risk um, that the money is being lent to, the lower the interest rate or the lower the spread above the base rate. So that's basically how it works. So why and how are interest rates used to control economies? So interest rates, the main purpose of interest rates is basically to control inflation. That, that's the main purpose of it. So why, why is inflation such a big focus when it comes to reserve banks. So inflation is important. It's important to have inflation because if you've got disinflation, it means that economies aren't growing, prices are decreasing, which is unhealthy for economy. But if you've got too much inflation, it means that prices are increasing too uh, aggressively. And that would make um, the man in the street um, struggle because the cost of living goes up exponentially. Any money that the man on the street has in the bank will devalue rapidly because of inflation. So inflation can be a very bad thing if it gets out of control. And to control inflation, reserve banks use interest rates. So how, how do interest rates um, control inflation? So if if you've got an economy that is booming and you've got um, a lot of disposable income in the system, so consumers are spending aggressively, um, it's causing prices to go up, inflation is becoming out of control. So what reserve banks do is they hike the base rate or the cash rate. And what that does is it's, it basically takes cash away from the system. So if your mortgages go, uh, interest rates go high on your mortgages, you've got less disposable income at the end of the month because you have to pay more into your mortgage. So you've got less money to go and spend. So increasing interest rates lowers the disposable income and therefore slows economies down. 
And on the back of that, inflation drops because less people are spending. Therefore, people can't um, apply or the shop owners, for example, can't um, increase the cost of their products because there's less demand. And therefore, um, their products decrease in price in theory, and then inflation comes down on the back of it. So that's the whole control mechanism of it. Now, how, how do interest rates affect economies around the world? Well, they basically affect all the markets uh, in the financial system. So they affect equities, they affect, uh, they affect commodities, currencies, and of course, property. So how do they affect equity markets? Well, it's all got to do with the cash in the system again. So if interest rates are high, less disposable income, People spend less on products, therefore companies selling those products don't make as much money. So when reserve banks hike interest rates, it automatically implies that companies around the world are going to be making less money because there's less disposable income. And as a result, you'll see the equity or the stock prices dropping in value on the back of it because they're predicting a drop in demand from people spending less or having less spending power, and that's priced into the equity markets. Commodities influence interest rates and interest rates influence commodities. So let's take oil as a commodity. If the economy is booming, there's a strong demand for oil because people are moving around a lot more, uh, using their cars a lot more, for example, they're using more energy and uh, the price of oil goes up. If the price of oil goes up, inflation goes up. And then on the, if inflation goes up, interest rates go up. So it's, it's like a balancing effect. So if there's less demand, people use their cars less often, for example, the price of oil goes down. So interest rates control, have an influence in controlling the price of commodities as well. And lastly, property markets, and this is the most obvious one. So Property around the world, um, people use what we call gearing or, or debt instruments to debt finance property because they're large transactions. And the cost of that money is influenced by interest rates. So if um, attracting debt financing is very expensive on the back of high interest rates, then less people are going to be able to afford um the mortgage on those properties so they'd buy less so they can't they can't access their capital so they can't buy property so property prices will drop in terms of high interest rates and in terms of low interest rates they'll increase because the availability of that cash is ch is cheaper and more available and people can purchase properties so what are the tools used by reserve banks so reserve banks, and the most obvious one, is obviously influencing the cash rate. They can either hike the cash rate or uh, decrease the level of, or cut interest rates, decrease the level of the cash rate. But there's other um, tools that they use. And you would have heard it um, in the recent pandemic. So they use a tool called quantitative easing. And what quantitative easing is, it's another way of using interest rates to influence um, the economy. So quantitative easing means that 
the Reserve Bank indirectly, or directly rather, injects cash into the system by purchasing government bonds or purchasing corporate bonds. So what that means is, and let's take the corporate bond as an example. If a company um, issues debt paper, so it's, it's, it's basically like um, it's issuing a piece of paper that promises to pay back an investor, a debt investor, for giving it some money, basically. So reserve, the reserve banks will purchase that paper, um, giving the corporates capital for that paper, and, the and then the um, corporates will pay them back in terms of, of the interest rate against that paper. So it's like injecting capital into the system. Buying government bonds, it's the same thing. It's purchasing um, bond instruments and injecting cash into the system. So there's more cash available in the economy. Um, and with extra cash, it improves the buying power in that economy and gets it going again. Then the other tool is called quantitative tightening, which is the opposite. So they sell those bonds back into the market, extracting money from the market. So allowing there to be less capital in the system. So it's another way that they control um, uh, economies through, through those two, two means. So what does all this mean for, for property? So in, in times of a weak economy, like we had in the beginning of the pandemic, the economy slowed down quite significantly. Um, the economy was shut down because we couldn't go to work. Everyone was staying at home. And basically all economic, economic activity came to a standstill. So on the back of this, the reserve banks all around the world cut interest rates and they cut them to zero. So what they did was inject a huge amount of cash into the system. So people's disposable incomes increased significantly overnight and their buying power increased significantly overnight. And that basically fueled the large growth that we had um, at, from the, basically from the middle of the, the pandemic. So you saw a huge growth in the property market. People were able to access loans because they had a lot of buying power. They were able to purchase property on the back of it and the property market had a huge boom as a result. Then in the aftermath of the pandemic, when the economy started to do better, you saw unemployment dropping significantly. You, you saw um, wage growth increase significantly in the Australian economy. Um, and this caused inflation and inflation to the highest it's been in like 20 years. So this puts the sentiment in the market that the reserve banks around the world were going to start hiking interest rates and hiking interest rates aggressively, which is what happened. So you saw last year in 2022, when the interest rate hiking cycle started, property markets um, came to a standstill, basically. So you saw the auction clearance levels were in the 40s to 30% clearance levels. 
people weren't buying property because everyone knew that interest rates were going up and are going up aggressively and they started going up aggressively. So this put a halt to the property market. And this was all done to control inflation at the end of the day. So if interest rates are at a at the high seen last since 2012, why are we seeing such strong clearance rates at the moment? And that's all got to do with um, the large growth that we had in the property market up to now. There's a lot of equity in that in the properties that people purchase on the, as a result of the growth. There's a lot of savings that they were able to to uh, get on the back of um, uh, low interest rates. So there's a lot of pent up demand on the back of it. I hope that um, clarifies interest rates a bit more. Um, and uh, yeah, we look to for forward to seeing you again. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Valmico Property Investing Podcast. I hope you found our discussion insightful and empowering. If you're interested in finding out more about our services at Valmico Buyers Agency, visit our website at valmicoproperty.com. There you'll discover how we can assist you in making informed decisions and achieving your property goals. See you on the next episode.